beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. everyone welcome to smut club <laughs> i'm hannah and i'm chelsea and this is the show where we drink alcohol and review trashy not always trashy we review romance novels of varying degrees of trash <laughs> <laughs> varying degrees of trash indeed yes absolutely that's right? the way to put it yes yeah. um and today Hannah is going to choose the book. I don't, I feel, you've told me what book you're reviewing like five times. Yeah. The only thing I know about it is that it's an audio book. <laughs> it is audio only. Audio It's called only. Pause. Okay. By Kylie Scott. It is technically the second in the Larson Brothers series, but they're all independent, like about different um, couples. So you don't oh, have to read okay. them in order or anything. Read a Kylie Scott book, but I like the name sounds familiar. Yeah, but I can't remember why. Okay, start telling me about your book, and then I'm going to interrupt you in a moment when I realize what book I read. Noted. And I'm just proactively telling you you're going to be interrupted. <laughs> I appreciate you setting expectations early. I it's I helpful. tried I tried to cut you off. You <laughs> and I were didn't, you weren't successful, and I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> well, damn, that was not my best moment. <laughs> So Vance and I have been watching um we've been watching the challenge. We're always, right. watching, You're the always challenge. watching the challenge. When I was pregnant, I watched a lot and now it's like a show that soothes my baby when he hears the sounds. But <laughs> I was cracking up because one of the girls, I think she was from Sweden, she had one of the most like defined laughs. I've like d- not defined, distinct laughs I've ever mm-hmm. heard. It was like ha 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 like it's very <laughs> And so all week, I would just be sitting on the couch in silence and I'll suddenly just go like, like, and I'll try and do it. And last night, Vance looked at me, he's like, so it seems like we're really committing to this bit. And I was like, he's a lucky man, you know? I'm like, well, we were committing to this bit. Okay, no, wait. I read the first book in the Larson. That's why it sounds familiar. I read Repeat. Yeah. Only from Audible. It wasn't – I didn't listen to it, though. I read it. You had to have listened. I don't think it – it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> there – it was – no, I read it. Okay. You're saying that in a very placating way. <laughs> but I, well, no. Now I'm like, am I an idiot? Well, so when I just opened it, the version that it pulled up said only from audio, only from Audible. But, like, you know on Goodreads where you can see all yeah. of the editions? Because I definitely – I don't thrive with audiobooks, so I like that is why I feel very confident that I read it. Right. Um, well, now I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe you just listen to the only. I mean, only frankly, it from doesn't Audible matter. version. Regardless, I read the first book in the series. It was like the memory one. Yeah. Right. She okay. lost all her memory in the first one. Yeah. So the second one follows Ed from the first book. His younger Couldn't brother. Tell I been, know that because I just finished it on my way here. 
<laughs> so I know it was Ed. Um, but um, no, I don't remember who Ed is. That's what I mean. It's Ed's like it's the tattoo like, artist. Okay, Ed was the name of the guy in the first one. Yeah, he's our main character from the first one. Got it. Yes. Um. So in this one, it follows his younger brother Leif. Um. What names? You got Leif. Ed. And Leif. L-A-F-E? Oh, it was Audible only. You wouldn't know. Uh, it's L-E-I-F. Oh. Yeah. That's Leif? According to Andy Arndt, who was the narrator for what I just listened to. Holy shit. I don't. <laughs> what? I... Oh, why is this hitting me so weird? <laughs> like, not like my whole life has been a lie, but like when you've been reading like something for like, I don't know, you read about Vikings and right, and that's their name, right? Yeah, and I was, I was like, Leif, Leif Erickson, right? Leif Erickson, what? <laughs> like. Have we all been mispronouncing? Did the world just tilt on its axis a little bit? Like, it didn't, like, fall over. Yes. But it just I was like, I'm not tilted. trying to be so dramatic as to say my whole world has changed. But I am a little like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know. I am just pronouncing it the way that the narrator did. Fair I also enough. probably would have pronounced it Leaf if I had read it. Whew. That one really got me. I feel like I don't you know. good? Why is this impacting me so much? I don't know, but I feel like I need to give you a moment to collect yourself. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I'm sorry. Well, that was like, I looked at Vance a couple weeks ago. He walked in the room. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, I've been mixing up the words levity and brevity. (laughs) For how long? Way too long. (laughs) Like, this is not a short-term situation here. There was no levity to the situation. Or brevity. (laughs) Yeah. And Pants was like, you have? And I'm like, I love that you're, you just, I said it with enough confidence for years that you didn't question this. Oh, no. Yeah. I apologize to our listeners because I've probably done it on the podcast (laughs) as well. When I like think back on it, I'm like, damn. Okay. So this, none of this is relevant. Tell me about our boy. Leif. There it is. You nailed it. I did. Um, Leif. Well, so we start with our female main character. Her name is Anna. Okay. And she is, like, coming back to consciousness. Like, she's waking up, and she's really, really confused. And her parents are there, like, standing over her, and she's clearly in a hospital. Her parents keep telling her she's a medical miracle. She's like, what are you talking about? Where's my husband? Like, I don't... This this isn't right. Um, and her parents tell her she's been in a coma for seven months. She was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't think she was going to live. Like, mm. whole thing, right? So <clears throat> her parents, she keeps asking for her husband, Ryan. She's like, where's Ryan? Where is he? Oh, so the What's going on? Life. Nope. And her parents won't answer her. They They keep getting really cagey. And so she's like, there was nobody else in the car with me. Like, I don't remember the accident. 
But I remember he stayed at home. We were getting ready for a party. Mm-hmm. I went to run to the store. He wasn't in the car with me. So like, he's not, he's not dead, right? Like he wasn't in the accident. So what the hell happened? Um, and the only thing they'll say is just, he's on his way. He's on his way. So she's obviously freaking out. So then that's the prologue. Then we oh, cut. that's the prologue. That's the prologue. What a juicy prologue. I know. We're coming in hot. Yeah. So then it jumps to three months later in the first chapter. So we get no answers about what the hell happened. Um, and she is just showing up at some guy, Leif's house. And. Um, what? She's just showing up at his house. No, I. Why is this book impacting me? Like, <laughs> is it every time I say Leif? It's not. It's not every time you say Leif. It's that like that's where we started, and then that's you're like, yeah. So we don't really know what happens. Anyway, she's on her way to Leif's house, and I'm like, no, I, I, which I recognize. We'll get more details we in the will. context. Yeah, but I'm. My heart was just prepared for the answer to arrive more immediately. No. Okay. I'm going to take you on the journey as I walked it, and it's present day. Yes, okay. at this point, yeah. So <clears throat> she's just at his house standing there. Um, and she's like, maybe this was a bad idea. Like, oh, my God. Um, and her internal dialogue, we find out that Leif was also a part of the accident. He was riding his motorcycle, saw the whole thing, and wound up going off the road as well. Um, and he would visit her in the hospital and read to her, like, every Aww. chance that he got. As soon as he was well enough, he would go read to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, he stopped showing up, and nobody seemed to know why. Um, but, like, after a couple of months, he stopped coming around. So she's about to— Ooh. Clarifying question. Sure. He watched the accident happen and then got so distracted he had his own accident. That's what happened? It seems like— And, like, slowly this detail is revealed, but it doesn't really matter. It's not, like, a big twist or anything. But what it seems like from all the information from the story is that she was driving. Another car, like, drove, like, hit her. She swerved. Leif saw the whole thing. And with all the brakes and everything, it seemed like it was raining and he was on his motorcycle and mm-hmm. he, like, skidded off the road. It doesn't sound like he was hit or anything. Okay. It seemed like he was trying to avoid and got, like, caught up in everything. Okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, he shows up on his motorcycle as she's, like, getting ready to leave because she's like, this was a mistake. This was a terrible idea. What the hell am I mm-hmm. doing here? So he is shocked to see her. He's like, you know, my God, like, you're awake. Um, What? (laughs) My face is just doing the most today. It's telling me stories. So Anna doesn't know Leif. No. She just heard that there was a guy who was coming and reading to her and then stopped showing up. And she's like, I'm going to show up at his house with – no introduction or like Correct. N- like no relationship to introduce myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. She's just going for it. Um and he like kind of gets flustered understandably because this woman that was in a coma that he saw in this terrible accident is like just standing on mm-hmm. his front porch. Um and he like 
kind of gets this far off look and he says he still has nightmares about not being able to get her out of the car and like not being mm-hmm. able to get to her. Um, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to go. I didn't mean to like bring anything yeah. up. I just wanted to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. I'm so sorry. Um, but he insists that she stay, invites her in. His condo is completely empty except for a king-size mattress on the floor in the living room. He has no furniture whatsoever. Please tell me he just moved. Um, Not recently enough. It was like a few months from what he said. I don't. Do you remember that old meme where it would be like, you can tell it's like a single guy's house because he'll just take the one light bulb from room to room. Which like always felt like a joke, but also is not a joke. Yeah. At all. No, it wasn't for Leif. (laughs) Um, So um, she notices that he is like super attractive and everything. And then she's like, come on, Anna, get your shit together. You're still technically a married woman. And we don't know what that means. But they order food. They chat. It's really sweet. Um, she's, like, thanking him for reading to her and everything. And um, he says that, you know, he just wanted to make sure that she was okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't really have anything to do because he couldn't work because he's a tattoo artist. And he had a lot of damage to his left arm. And mm-hmm. so he couldn't work anyway. He was like, what was that? What else was I going to do besides come read to a pretty girl? It's no problem. Um, so it's all very sweet. But then there's a knock at the door, and they think it's the food they ordered. But it's her husband. What? Um, demanding that she get in his car and leave with him. And she is big mad. She is big mad because apparently he tracked her phone but she's like, well, it used to be super convenient when we were married to know, like, yeah. how far away are you? Like, are you still at the store? Those Vance kinds of I things. Vance and I share location. Right. But she's like, we're not together anymore. So this is a massive invasion of privacy. Yes. And she tells him off and she's like screaming at him in front of Leif and Ed, Leif's brother who lives next door, comes out and is watching the whole thing. And her, it, Ryan is like get in the car. Like I told him to stay away from you, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you don't get to do this. Like you don't get to have an opinion about who I spend time with. Mm -hmm. You literally cheated on me with my best friend while I was in a coma. Ooh. (laughs) And everybody's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Well, that's not. Not good. Ideal. It's not a good look for Ryan. Did I tell you? I think I have told this story before about the time that Vance and I were on a cruise and they were doing like the, the late night like newlywed game. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. Um, so they did like the couple who'd been married the longest, the couple who'd been married most recently. And then like the third spot you had to like earn your way into and it was a whole funny competition and whatever. Um, but one of the questions was like, like, I forget exactly how it was worded, but it was something to the effect of which one of your spouse's friends, like something like that. That's a terrible question. Right. And can only lead to problems. Well, and so like the couple had been married the longest, they'd been married for like 45, 50 years. Right. Like they were so sweet. 
And his he's like, it would be her friend Edith. I right. Don't know. I'm making up a name here. Janice. Yes. And he's like, we've really talked about it. Like, um, they've been best friends forever. She would want me to be happy. And we've always like had this like it was just this very sweet, like, should something ever happen to my wife? She knows her friend would take very good care of me. And just this, like, one of those conversations that comes with age and maturity of marriage, right? right. The couple who'd been married the shortest amount of time had been married, like, 48 hours because they got married and then the cruise was their honeymoon. And whatever friend name she said or, like, she thought he was going to choose was not the name he chose. Where she was like, oh, yeah, it'd be, like, Katie, and his on his board, he'd written like Susie or whatever. And she just turns around and is like, Are you kidding me? Like on stage in front of like <laughs> hundreds of people. Oh, no. Flips him. Flicks or flips? Flicks? With her middle finger. Oh, flips. Flips. I was like, I think you can do, e- I think that's interchangeable. interchangeable. Flick or flip. Yeah. For a middle finger. For people who are not watching and only listening, that would be really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> she did something with her middle finger. <laughs> Noted. Um, like on stage. The single finger yeah, salute. The single finger salute. In front of hundreds of people. She's like, I can't believe you choose her. And like Vance and I were sitting there and we were like, ooh. So this is not the first time this girl has been. Brought like up. Yeah, been brought up and caught some tension. Yep. In their relationship. And that is the sort of relationship that I'm imagining um, she had with Ryan, whatever her name is, I Emma, Any- Anna, Anna. Well, but Anna. see, but it it doesn't seem that way though because mm-hmm. this best friend of hers was truly her best friend since college. They mm-hmm. had lived together. They known each other for years. She worked for her as an event planner at her business. Anna, Anna worked, worked for, her. for her. Okay, yeah, and so like, so is it? Giving more of Ryan and the bestie were, like, bonding in their grief, Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of happened. So that's his whole excuse, right? Is, like, you have no idea how hard it was for me. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure that me being in a coma and almost dying was a real challenge for you. Like, he has no empathy or he's just all about, like— Making excuses for himself. Yeah. He's he's very focused on his experience of it. Very much so. So and here, um, seven no, months is not long enough. No, it's not. Like if it's if it's a Terry Shivo situation, <laughs> that is a whole other conversation. Right. But I'm like, seven months. But I also think too, like for for me, and this might be weird but for me if that something like that happened i'd be like that's like i get it like go Mm -hmm. to a sex worker or whatever get on bumble and hook up yeah you're like my best friend yeah you're like do what you need to do to get your needs met right but like don't destroy my relationships because i might be coming back right wait to do the real connections until I don't wake up from my coma. Right. Way to actually pull the plug. Yeah. Like, if you just need to, di- to get your dick wet. Right. While I'm in a coma. Do what you need to do. I get that. I'm not here to no judge. No judgment. All God's children. <laughs> <laughs> like, but don't form emotional connections. Right. 
Vance and I have had so many conversations where he's like, if something ever happened to you, he's like, Ford and I would go off the grid and no one would ever hear from us again. <laughs> oh, I, know. I don't like that. Oh, no. Vance would not do well if something ever happened to me. Well, he I mean, also gets right. real weird about conversations about death. Oh, really? <laughs> Bless him. It's like a very endearing thing, but I didn't know that he like didn't do well with conversations about death. And so it was like when we were dating, we were driving from um, like between Nashville and Atlanta. And I don't even know how the topic came up, but I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I never really, like, conceptualized myself making it past my 40s. I just kind of figured I'd go out on a freak jellyfish accident or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that's normal, though, to, like, not be able to picture yourself older. Yeah. Well, but apparently then I fell asleep. And I, <laughs> and I, I, so just, you just I just left like, him with that? A, I did. It, I was talking about a freak jellyfish accident. We are not talking about cold, hard facts here. Right. And, like, I wake up an hour later, and he is in a fucking mood. And I'm like, you okay over there? And he's like, you talked about dying and then just went to sleep. And he's like, I've literally just been sitting here ruminating on your death. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not know. I can be so much more mindful. But, like, bless him. He does not do well with conversations about death. It's fair. Yes. Yeah. Um. No, as horrible as it sounds, I think I I would not be okay if I lost Vance. Right. I think ultimately I would fare better in the long run than That if, makes sense. Yeah, than if something happened to me. I don't know if you and Matt feel the same way. I I've thought about it and I feel like I would like I would probably be I would go gray gardens like feral for maybe a year and then I would come back around but like I don't have a kid to take care of so like I could go great gardens and it would be fine but like I would probably go feral for like a year and then I would be okay but I would like not be okay well I I mean you know what I mean (laughs) no I do know what you mean and like throwing a kid in the works definitely like yeah changes that trajectory Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. No, when I was pregnant, I had horrible, like, I already, like, have anxiety. Right. And I wouldn't even, like, postpartum anxiety. It's just my normal level of anxiety. But, like, when I was pregnant, I was having, like, the most wildly, like, intrusive thoughts. Oh, no. Well, I think I told like, we were driving back from a wedding. And there was, like, a car next to us that had, like, a little U-Haul trailer. And, like, in my head when I was pregnant, everything was, like, final destination right where this is it yeah i was like okay i was like so what's gonna happen is that that trailer is gonna like become unattached from the car it's attached it's gonna swing over into our lane we're gonna end up in that ditch over there vance isn't gonna survive i have a baby what are we gonna do i don't want to pay our mortgage what if it's just us this house is way too big for just me and a baby i don't know we'll move back to nashville but if we move back to nashville how am i gonna get weed i don't have a dealer this whole like <laughs> priorities and i was like i was like cuz that's the only way that i'll be able to cope and like i was i and, like see <laughs> flipped over at me and he's like what you thinking about and i was like you really want to know and he's like yeah i i like, think i do hyperventilating in the passenger seat yeah and then i like told him i was like this is where my head's at and he's like listens to my whole story the funniest part to me, and God, I love my husband. He's just like, you would call this person. 
<laughs> they'd be able to get you weed in Nashville. And I was like, oh, okay, we're good. Thank you. <laughs> Problem solved. But I like that he's like, <laughs> didn't try to like, there, there was no like cognitive challenging. There was no like, right. let's decatastrophize this. He's like. Let's just solve the problem. You it's know fun. people with weed in Nashville? Let me remind you of their names. Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, that's the only way I'd be able to cope. <laughs> I'll never be okay again. Yeah. Yep. Um, pregnancy was weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Vance also looked at me on that trip, and he's like, I really am sorry. that He's, not, he's like, I'm not sorry you're pregnant. He's like, but you are just such an anxious person. And mm. he's and not that like substances are the ideal coping skill, right? Right. But there is something nice when you like had a long day when you're feeling a little like edgy. wound and edgy, mm-hmm. and you're like, I just want to have like a glass of wine and relax. And you're like, I can't do that. And Vance is like, I'm really sorry that you have lost coping skills <laughs> in pregnancy. Our coping resources have changed and adjusted. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's probably a really good therapeutic exercise to use coping skills for While anxiety. While your hormones yes. are raging. That's the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, we can do some decatastrophizing de- versus drinking. <laughs> we can. And that's probably a helpful skill to practice. Growth. Okay, so there... Anna got an audience where she's telling Ryan he's not allowed to get pissed about Leif mm-hmm. because he fucked her best friend while she was in a coma. Yeah. Well, I mean, she wasn't even referring to really Leif at all. She was just saying, like, you have no right to be here. Mm-hmm. You have no right to be concerned about where I'm at or who I'm with. You can fuck off. So they're separated at this point, but neither has filed for divorce. Okay. So she is super embarrassed and she leaves, but not with her husband. He gets in the car and drives away, and then she leaves. Um, so then a couple of weeks later, so this this book is over like a pretty long period of time. Mm. It's like a year and a half that it's oh, going. Okay. So it, it jumps time pretty okay. regularly. So a couple weeks later, she's coming home from physical therapy, which is really basically like all she does. She goes to physical therapy all the time because obviously she was really really injured um and there's a surprise party for her birthday at her house and she is not pleased but her Mm. mom like that's the kind of person her mom is and very into appearances and stuff like that yeah and so she's like mom's happy it's fine that i show out for my first birthday post coma right okay it's fine that i look disgusting I don't give a shit. It's fine. So, like, a bunch of old friends are there that know about the whole thing with her and Ryan because they all work together. And so Mm. she was like, great. I love this so much. So she just, like, hides with her other best friend kind of in the corner. But then her husband shows up uninvited with flowers. Ryan just doesn't seem to be getting any sort of hint here that she's not into it so he brings her flowers and he's like we really need to talk and tells her that her best friend that he slept with is pregnant and she's like we were supposed to try for a baby this year and he's like we still can the fuck (laughs) right that's literally what i I was like what the fuck (laughs) like no ryan no feel the room right Like, not the vibe, babe. Like, we're not there. We're not even in that zip code. 
So is he still Mm-mm. with the best friend? So that's her question, right? She, yeah. Anna's like, so how far along is she? And he's like, what? And she's like, four months, right? Because you said it was one time in a moment of weakness, right? So she would be four months along, correct? No. <laughs> Incorrect. They'd been sleeping together for quite some time. And the chick is only like eight weeks pregnant or something like that. Well, but even though Anna's back from the coma, she's not sleeping with him. And he needs to get his needs met. Obviously. Anna, we, we're we being unrealistic here. Obviously. This is really a Just, hero tale right. of Ryan. Right. And everything that he went through. Oh, my god, So much pain. So she is livid and yes. just puts all the flowers down the garbage disposal in her mother's kitchen one at a time in front of the whole party. She's like, I don't even care anymore. Fuck everybody. Also, obviously they need to have a conversation about that, right? Right. But like. At her birthday at party? At her birthday party? You, at her mother's house? I got you the gift of not your child. Right. Like, right. So he clearly, again, cannot read the room. How old are they, by the way? Do we know? She's 26, and he's like 28 or 29, I think. Okay. Um, so um, she, again, just shows up at Leif's tattoo mm-hmm. shop. She just walks in um, and meets his brother, Ed. More, yep. <laughs> good more. good job. Thank you. Um, more, more officially. Yeah. Um, and some other people. She's super nervous. Um, but she's like, you know, he said we could be friends. And I, I think I could use a friend. Like, you know, everything is a shit show right now. Um, and there's one really cute moment where Leif is clearly kind of like flirting with her to make her uncomfortable. And she's like blushing. And um, she's like, so are you? do you just enjoy embarrassing me on purpose? And then he started blushing. He's like, that's not what I was doing. And the guy he was tattooing was like, just apologize, man. Back up, bro. Like, <laughs> he's like, get it together, man. Just say you're sorry. <laughs> like, so cute little, cute little moments like that happen yeah. like throughout the book. But so they go out to eat and they get day drunk together. And then Have go. Have you watched Day Drinking with Seth Meyers? No. It's a great series. Okay. 10 out of 10 would recommend. What is it on? Probably YouTube is where I've just. I don't know if it's part of his late night show or if it's just like a separate segment. I think it's normally part of his show, but I've just watched them individually on YouTube. Um, like he has one with Lizzo. He has mm. one with Rihanna. Oh, I did see the one with Lizzo. I don't know if I'm impressed or terrified by how much Seth Meyers can drink. Yeah. I had that thought when he was drinking with Lizzo. <laughs> yes. And that's like all of them. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, holy shitballs. Right. How often are we doing this, buddy? It's not good for you. No. I'm like, I I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. But in a like in a former season, I was like, I have a pretty good tolerance, right? Yeah. Watching him, I was like, my tolerance was nothing. It will always be nothing. I was like, I am both impressed and terrified for this level of alcohol that you are consuming. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's this. They drink like a 
a friggin' half gallon of, of Bloody Mary a piece and then just go bar hopping all day. And she had brought a bottle of scotch for him to the tattoo shop. Mm. So then they're finishing off this bottle of scotch together. So they are three sheets hammer to drunk. the wind. Yeah. So they go back to his condo later and he bought a couch. Um because when he she went there the first time, she she's still recovering and so she can't stand for long periods of time. So he had to like set her up on the on the, the counter. Oh, on the counter. Because she couldn't she can't really get down like that. Like, mm. you know, it's the whole thing. So um, he was like, I bought a couch for you, kind of hoping that you'd come back. Like, you Aww. know, it was very sweet. I um, also, like, bro. Maybe you, you should just, buy a couch for you yourself. You just need a couch anyway. Yeah. Um, so they talk about, like, relationships and what they miss about them. And he reveals that he doesn't do relationships because his last girlfriend – um, serious girlfriend tried to kill his sister-in-law twice. And he, that's from the first book as from repeat. Um, and so she, he feels really guilty that he didn't like see it coming that he didn't know. And so now he just doesn't trust anybody ever. I mean, understandable. If you found out the person you were dating attempted murder multiple times on somebody that you care about, like, to try to get to your brother, because that was the whole thing. Yeah. Like. I'd probably be a little cautious yes, as well. Yes. Good word. Cautious. Yeah. yeah. Apprehensive even. Um, So um, they go back and forth about, like, I miss holding hands. I miss, um, you know, having someone to go over my day with. Like, they go back and mm. forth. And then she's, like, in her drunk state of mind, is like. Um, we can solve each other's problem. This is brilliant. This is the best idea I've ever had. We could just be like sex friends. This would be cool. So she moves in to kiss him and he does not reciprocate and she starts to cry. And this is the only quote I have for the whole book because it was like my favorite. She just is sobbing and goes, my mouth made bad choices. <laughs> Which is such a drunk girl thing to say. <laughs> My mouth made bad choices. <laughs> you're not wrong. Right. That feels like something that in the moment you're like, this is the only way I can describe this situation. Exactly. So but he so, – no, go ahead. Because in my head I was like, oh, so this book is about to just turn into like a friends with benefits book that started with a girl in a coma. But then he was like – no. no, your mouth did make bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. But he comforts her and he's very sweet. Mm. And she's like, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. And he's like, no, we're just getting all of our formative friend moments out of the way early. We went through the accident together. I've already gotten in a fight with your ex. And now this, you've already come on to me. We can just go ahead and move past it. And if you want to try it again in a couple months, we'll see where we're at. And she's like, he didn't mean that. He's really just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> this is terrible. So, I, mean, I do agree with her sentiment there, right? Yeah. Because if, like, I move in to kiss a guy that I'm friends with, there, well, one, there'd be a lot of problems because I've been married for a long time. But, like, in, a, in another season <laughs> Separate of life, problems. right? But, like, if you make a move and you move in to kiss someone and they thwart that kiss, and they, but, you know, like, maybe try again in a few months. 
you're like, no, I will not be trying again. Ever. No. Ever, ever. So again, a couple of weeks go by. Um, Anna's decided to go apartment hunting. She's been living with her parents, but she has now filed for divorce after she found out about the pregnancy. So she's got some money coming in from that settlement. So she knows she can afford it. So her mom, it turns out, is like besties with Leif ever since he's been coming to the hospital to read to her. So they talk all the time, apparently. And so her mom called Leif to come over and go apartment hunting with her. Oh, damn. Because she knew that Anna wouldn't want her mom to go with her. So her mom was like, somebody needs to go so Leif can go. Um, My mom really likes to overstep. In a, in a big way, yeah. Damn. Um, mom just gets in there. So um, he takes her. They start driving around a little bit. And then he's like, you know what? You should move in with me. And she's like, I'm sorry. What? What? And he's like, yeah, you know, that way, like, like you'll have somebody there if something happens. Because physically, her mobility still isn't great. And mm. she's got all these doctor's appointments and stuff. And he's like, if something happens, somebody that you know will be there. Like, I, I can help you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I really don't want your charity. And he's like, listen, it's not actually charity. I lost a lot of income from the accident because I couldn't work. And you'd actually be helping me a lot if you moved in and helped with the rent. And she was like, okay, I guess. And agrees to move in with him. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we're just suspending belief here. It's fine. Right. So it, Obviously, you would do that. You would move in with a person that the last time you saw them was like, no, thank you, to your attempts to become sex friends. And then what? what are we expecting to happen from that, really? I went apartment hunting with two friends these like separate states one was in florida one was in texas um who were single dudes who like just like needed someone to go with them there it gets weird going apartment hunting with someone (laughs) that like because people assume we were together people were assumed like one guy um they're like oh so you're looking for the two of you and he's like no just for me but maybe if i'm lucky she'll i'm like oh no this isn't that's not what I thought was happening here. Was he serious or just trying to mess with the person or you? No, I think he liked me. Awkward. No, I knew he liked me. <laughs> and I was not in uh, in the emotional place for that, which I kept right. telling him, but then kept hanging out with him because companionship feels nice, you know? Yeah. And then he kept being like, so is this moving that way? And I was like, uh. I thought I was clear. No, that's not – I'm. what I'm looking for still hasn't changed. Right. Will I get drunk and make out with you? Sure. Obviously. But past that. No. No. We're, <laughs> we're good. Also worth noting that specific instance, when we met, I had just turned 20. Mm. He thought I was 25. I thought he was 25. But I was 20 – and he was, like, 30, uh-huh. and I was in grad school. Yeah. It, it was just a clumsy season of life, you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to air those details, <laughs> but I do. I mean, who hasn't had one of those clumsy seasons of life? Right. You know? It's like a rite of passage. 
Um, it really is. And Anna's definitely in hers right now. Which, like, God bless her, because, like, she was not yeah. expecting to be in that season of life. No, and that's kind of, like, her whole thing is she's having to rewrite her whole identity. Because mm. she's realizing she got with Ryan when she was a freshman in college mm. and is the only guy she'd ever slept with. Like, this was her person, and her whole life was built around him. And mm. the best friend that she worked for, she lost everything. And so yeah. she's like, well, shit. So um, she moves in a couple weeks later. And then that night, she hears him. He has a nightmare about the accident. And so she goes out to see what's going on. Like, why is he awake? Because he's, like, doing push-ups in the living room. She's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, well, I had a, I had a nightmare about the accident. Like, Is this a one-bedroom? No, it's two-bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's two-bedroom. Good, his mattress had distinction. been in the living room. I was like, is she sleeping in the bedroom and he's sleeping on his king-size mattress in the living room? No. No, okay. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Um, so then she's like, you know what we should do? We should make brownies. So they cook together. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, um, she goes to take the brownies to the tattoo shop. And the, the person that Leif was dating before was the receptionist at the t- tattoo shop. Yes. And they have yet to find one that's going to work out. Like they keep going through people and they're terrible. Let me guess. She agrees to work there a few hours a week. So now she's the receptionist. Um, And then now they are doing this thing because neither of them sleep well where they watch Twilight in the middle of the night because those are the books he read to her (laughs) when she was in a coma. He's like, I didn't pick them on purpose. Like, my sister-in-law told me you might like them, and so that's what I did. And he's, like, all embarrassed about it. It's very cute. Um, this so, sounds very endearing. It's very sweet. So they bake together, and then they watch Twilight together in the middle of the night when he can't sleep. Um, so she continues to objectify him and have lots of thoughts about how hot he is. And she's like, stop it. He is your friend. <laughs> he doesn't want more than that. He is your friend. Is this entire book from her perspective? Yes. Okay. So then um, her divorce gets finalized a while later, and she decides to get dressed up and do her makeup and get drunk and celebrate at home because why not? So she does Heck her yeah, makeup. Mm-hmm. Does her makeup. She does her hair. She's looking hot. She's in this gorgeous dress just drinking champagne in the living room. I respect it. Um, so Leif gets home, they drink together, there's some cute moments of bonding together, again, getting drunk and silly together, and then they pass out together in her bed, um, fully clothed, both of them, Mm -hmm. and, um, he sleeps through the night, which is a big deal, because he has Mm. been unable to sleep through the night at all since the accident, but definitely not with anybody else in the bed since the whole thing with his ex. Mm. Okay. So, it's a big deal. And then she comes out of the bedroom later to see him holding a woman in the living room, like, giving a woman a hug. And she's like, um, man, because she was, like, kind of, like, wow, like, he really is a great friend. And even though he doesn't feel that Mm. way about me, like, this is still really awesome. I really care about him. And then she comes out to see that and is kind of like, oh, yikes. So the chick is really beautiful and— Leif introduces her as an old friend and then introduces Anna as his roommate. And she's like, right, Mm. lest we forget, I am his roommate. I'm going to go 
she's like, I'm just going to let you guys, you know, catch up or whatever. Bye. Mm -hmm. So she spends the whole day out um, and some other stuff happens while she's out that doesn't really matter. Um, But uh, she is nervous that Leif has this girl in the apartment and so Mm -hmm. she doesn't really want to go back. So she waits until like midnight and goes back. Um, and he's waiting up for her. He's like, I couldn't sleep because I didn't know where you were and I didn't know what you were doing. Um, did he text her? Apparently not. Apparently not. Um, or it's not mentioned. Maybe he did. So, um, he's like, I thought we were past this. Like, I thought we were past you running away when something got uncomfortable. Cause that's what she was doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So like Ryan showed up at his apartment she didn't text him or respond to him for two weeks and, like, things like Got that. It. And so he explains that he told his friend that they couldn't start anything up again because they did used to hook up. She's moving back to town. But he said, I told her nothing can happen because something's happening between you and me. Um, and So this is, like, him, like, really, like, acknowledging that there is something happening there. Yeah. And she's okay. like, what? She's like, wait a minute. But – are you sure? (laughs) Um, And he's like, it's time for you to make that move again, right? Like, it's been a few months. Like, it's time for you to make that move again. And so then they bang, and it's amazing. Um, They had their solidifying fuck. They, well, yeah, I guess you could say they did have a solidifying fuck because she's like, oh, my God, is this what sex is supposed to be like? (laughs) Oh, baby girl. Yeah. Um, And he is obviously very sweet and very attentive with her. And they bang through the whole night. Um, And then the next day, she's like, so what is happening right now? Mm -hmm. And he's like, why are we trying to put a label on it? Like, why can't we just be having fun? And she's like, no, no, I need a label. Like, what's happening right now? And he's like, I guess we're roommates with benefits. Mm. Like, you know, like we're friends. Um, And she's like, that's cool. She just, she literally just wanted an answer. Like, she wasn't fishing for, like, let's be together because she's not there either. Like, she doesn't want that yet. So, she's like, okay. So, I know. Now that I know, I can set my expectations accordingly. Yeah. I know the labels were cool. So, then at work, he's doing a sternum tattoo on a woman. And Anna gets kind of freaked out that he's, like, touching another woman's boobs. Um, Even though... I have a sternum tattoo, and I'm here to tell you that's like the least sexy experience one can have. <laughs> genuinely, I don't have my sternum. I have my ribs, mm-hmm. and I—I I mean, obviously not identical spots, but same kind of. You're like, you know, like yeah, you're in your bra. Yeah. yeah, it's around your chest, and like nothing sexy about nothing. it. Although I will say, so my tattoo shop that I always go to um is owned by a close friend and he's my best friend's brother-in-law so like family events and stuff we've known each other for years and years and years and um one of his apprentices did my sternum tattoo and she was showing it to him and for some reason they decided to share this story with me and I've never been able to forget it she was showing him the work right mm-hmm. and my nipples were taped because mm-hmm. that's what you do yeah um, but I, I mean, I was tits out, you know, that's yeah. how you have to be. And so it was just a picture of my chest, right. Showing the, the tattoo. And he was like, 
he was telling me at a bonfire, like, two weeks later, like, we're all standing around. And he's like, yeah. So Anna was showing me, like, all the work and everything. And I was like, damn, those lines are really clean. Like, that's looking really good. And damn, whose tits are those? <laughs> and she, he goes, and then Anna told me it was you. And I was like, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that's like my little sister. What have I done? <laughs> I was like, why would you tell me that? Why would you tell me that? Come on, Ed, fuck. Listen, it's always nice to be told you have nice tits. I guess. Well, not always nice, actually. <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, there is a context in which it's not cool. So I had a coworker that she had this pair of jeans. They were like a gray wash jean. They hugged her ass so beautifully. And every single time she wore them, I was like, I just need you to know your ass looks incredible in those <laughs> jeans. And she's like, thank you so much. And then we, but we we had a really big conversation about the fact that like, there are some people that when they compliment, like when a woman tells you that like your butt looks nice in jeans. We love that. Yeah. It like feels, you're like, oh, this is a real compliment. This isn't like a sleazy mm-hmm. compliment, right? And so, well, obviously not not quite the same situation with the <laughs> – Not at all. But I do feel like there's a difference between yeah. him being like, hey, Hannah, you got nice tits versus like, yeah, I saw this tattoo and I was like, great boobs. And then I found out who they were and I was like, oh, God, no. Like, you're like, right. oh. Like, right. the compliment feels more genuine. <laughs> That's such a good point. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> you're like, oh, he had no context to, like, None. me. Th- there was no, like, he was hitting. There was nothing. None. He just, like, objectively, he's, like, great boobs. And then he, like, gave Matt a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this, obviously, it happened in front of my husband and his new girlfriend all at the same time. I was like, okay. Just to be clear, the tattoo artist's new girlfriend yeah, because he's not like, my husband. in front of my new- husband and his new girlfriend, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh we're just being really." I didn't. I didn't know no. you guys were ethically non-monogamous, which is totally fine. But in my head, I was like, we're "I should not. clarify before I build out this whole narrative about no. Anna being in an ethically non-monogamous ethically marriage." Non-monogamous. No, we are ethically monogamous <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you're like, yeah, and then, just in front of my husband and his new girlfriend. And I was like, I'm pretty sure she means the tattoo artist girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you're like, important Important distinction. Yes, thank you for clarifying for our listeners. I'd hate for I that got to be confusing. Yeah, yeah, that is, um, he shook his hand. <laughs> he did. Not quite the same, but. And I think I've told you this story before. We were at um, a pool party last summer when I was, like, five months pregnant. And, like, I wasn't, like, huge, but I definitely looked pregnant. Yeah. And especially, I'm, like, I'm wearing a swimsuit. Like, it, there's nothing. I'm, like, rubbing my stomach, drinking my non-alcoholic beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this guy was hitting on me. And, like, Vance was also at this party. And it was a dude who just kind of seemed like, he's like, oh, here's a new girl that I haven't met in this group before. I'm going to shoot my shot. And uh, I'm like, you don't know me. I don't know you. But I I keep talking about the fact that I'm pregnant. You just seem lonely at this point. Right. But when we got in the car to leave, I looked at Vance and I was like, 
I got hit on. And he's like, hell yeah, you did. And gave me a high five. <laughs> That's the energy. I love that. Yes. Well, so we were having a big conversation about this recently um, with Vance's best friend and his wife. And, man, Kiana is the girl you want in your corner. She will cut a bitch for you. It is, like, the absolute best, right? Um, but we were cracking up because her – both Kiana and Jordan, very attractive people. They go to the gym. They both get hit on. Like, but they're always at the gym together. Right. And so, yeah, Kiana's like, yeah, I saw that girl. I I will fuck her up if she talks to my husband again. And Vance and I are just out here like, I got hit on. And we're like, hell yeah. Like, high-fiving <laughs> each other. I'm so proud of you. And Kiana's like, I will cut another hoe if she talks to my husband. And I'm like... Yeah. I was like, you should want to talk to my husband. My husband's great. Uh, right. I'm like, you can't have him. But it's always affirming it's nice. to, to yeah. know that you're wanted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But Vance also never realize, realizes that women are hitting on him. I never realize when men are hitting on me. Really? Never. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Like, I can't remember if I have shared this before, but like, I distinctly remember we were at work, and this was before Matt and I had started dating or really even talking yet. And for people who are newer to the podcast, Hannah and her husband Matt do work together. We they do. They met at work. So we that did. is important when it comes to if they were together or not Thank at you. work. Yes, for the context. And so um, I was sitting there, we're a bunch of us together. And he touched my back, and I distinctly remember getting into the car with one of my other coworkers, and I was like, that Mac guy just touched my back. That was weird, right? And she's like, Hannah, he's into you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that can't be true. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And she's like, Hannah, babe, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Just just sit with this for a second. Really process it through. Yeah. And then, like, two weeks later, he asked me out. And I was like, oh, cool. You're like, oh, I see. Yeah. You apparently, everybody knew. I had no idea. Well, no. That's like when Vance got his contact order recently. The He goes for his eye appointment. He comes home. And, like, in the little envelope where they put, like, his receipt, his prescription, all like, all of that stuff, like, the samples – there's, like, a, a handwritten phone number. And I forget the name. But I was like, who's Maria? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's the girl who works at, like, Target Optical. And she was so helpful. And I was like, oh, why Vance. did she give you her phone number? He, he was like, yeah, well, just in case there was anything that went wrong with the order, what have you. I was like, baby, the Target Optical number's on the front of the package <laughs> and on the receipt. She did not need to. I was like. I was like, this is not the Target phone number. And he's like, it's not? He was dumbfounded. Had no idea he was being hit on. Vance and I may be very similar people. Because I'm like, no. That can't be right. <laughs> I think for me there's been a shift within marriage. And mm-hmm. I recognize that, like, I take my marriage very seriously. Yeah. Um, and not everyone you know, engages with marriage in the same capacity that my husband and I do. Right. Um, But I'm just like, I think I not expected to get hit on more, 
but I was better at picking up the cues and signs when I was single because yeah. now I'm like, well, I'm a married woman. Why would anyone be hitting on me? Um, even though, like, it is still people are trash. Or they're looking for ethically non-monogamous everywhere. Right? Or they're like, you know, maybe their marriage is in a fragile spot. I'm just like. Allow me to help. Yeah. Maybe her partner is in a coma and has been for seven months. You get it. Exactly. So I think now if someone were hitting on me, I probably, much like my husband, would not be as quick to like, no, that actually happened. I accidentally gave my phone number to the UPS guy. (laughs) You accidentally give your phone number to someone. This was pre-pandemic. I was in the office um, for work, and I was the only therapist who was in the office at that hour. And whatever the UPS guy's route was, he kept coming and dropping packages off when I was, like, the only clinician there. I was in session, Mm. and he needed signatures. So he knocked on my door and interrupted session. And he's like, I'm so sorry, but, like, I need to say – I was like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. And so I just, like, sign it and move on. Um, and he was like, thank you so much. Then the next day it happened again. And when I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. But I'm like trying to like whip through it. Cause I'm like, I need to like, I'm in session. I need to get back. And he's like, thanks so much. Um, I really appreciate He's like, I know I'm like interrupting your work. And he like gives me a side hug. Once again, I'm like so focused on getting back in session. Right. I'm not, and he's like, hey, he's like, would it be easier if you just gave me your number so that way I can text you? And so that way you have a heads up when I'm gonna be coming. That way, if you're, yeah, sounds great. Here's my number, man. And I just like move on. <laughs> and then I like sit back down in session and I like take a beat. And then I look at my client <laughs> and I'm like, did I just give the UPS guy my phone number? And they're like, you did, Chelsea. <laughs> you really <laughs> did. And I was like, oh. So I get home and I was like, I look at Vance, I'm like, so I gave the UPS guy my phone number. I didn't realize <laughs> so what I was sorry. doing. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I told I told him the whole situation. He's like, honestly, I respect that man's game. Real recognize real, you know? <laughs> Good for him. Yes. Yeah. We have a hot UPS guy in mm. the area where I live um, and work. And so the girls at work will send out a text, a group text, and be like, hot UPS guy, he's here, he's here, get to get to a window. <laughs> get to a window. Are any of them trying to actually engage with him? Or no, just they're like- all married, except for one. <laughs> and he, his route is also her house. So the day she found out about that, it was like an absolute meltdown in the group chat. It was a <laughs> meltdown in the group chat. <laughs> like, oh my God, can you get a picture? And she's like, no. <laughs> That is just a different level. I just got divorced. I can't be this sad divorced lady with three cats taking pictures of the hot UPS guy. <laughs> that is great insight. Because it is. she's not wrong. No. You don't want to be. That's not the energy you want to give That's out. not the label that no. we're looking for. Well, that's like before I got Craig um, neutered. Craig, I didn't. Craig the cat. Craig the cat. Yes, Craig is my cat. I had never had a male pet before. Right. So I did not realize that he was just trying to fuck so hard. Like crying at like 3 a.m. at full volume looking for some strange. Yep. Did not dawn on me. I was going through a breakup that week. And this is relevant because I opened the front door the day after I've had my breakup and there's three cats I've never seen just sitting on my front step. And I was like, 
I was no. like, am I really projecting this energy this much that even the neighborhood cats know I'm single and I'm just going to be the crazy cat lady? I'm just collecting them now. Yeah. And then I realized that my cat was just trying to get his dick wet. And yeah. then not everything was about you in that moment. No. But it felt that way, it, which is understandable. It was, it was, that entire moment was about Craig. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. Craig does have main character energy for sure. He really does. It's mm-hmm. also super sweet because Ford has started to, like, recognize Craig. Aww. And <laughs> it was the first time I've ever seen it happen. But I was sitting on the couch with Ford in my lap, and Craig hops up on the armrest of the couch, and Ford looks over and sees him and just starts giggling. It was the absolute sweetest thing. Oh, my God. That sounds adorable. Yeah, and then, like, last week, our dog Brandon licked Ford's face. And I was like, It's happening. <laughs> All of my sons are bonding. <laughs> my dreams are coming true. Yes. I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. That's okay. Awesome. So all this to say, Anna was feeling a little jealous because yeah. Leif was doing a sternum tattoo. On a hot chick. On a hot chick. Yeah. So he comes out when they're taking a break and, like, starts basically making out with her in the reception area. And she's like, um... Do roommates with benefits do this? Like, I'm a little confused. That is a valid question. And she's like, so I guess we're not keeping it low-key at work. And he's like, did you want to? And she's like, I guess not. We really should talk later because I don't know what's happening. So I understand her confusion, though. Yeah. When he's like, yeah, we're roommates with benefits, but that's not a roommates with benefits Behavior. behavior. Right. But she also sees the girl come out clearly in a lot of pain. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's not sexy. <laughs> Got it. So she feels better about that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then they, because they hadn't talked about being exclusive or anything, right? We're just roommates with benefits. So they talk about that later. They agree they're exclusive. Blah, blah, blah. So then... um. He wakes up with a nightmare that night, um, and he is, like, in a full panic because he's, like, I was pinned by my bike in my dream, and I couldn't get to you, and, like, mm-hmm. the the car was on fire, and I couldn't get to you, and he's, like, really freaking out. So she's, like, maybe you should go to therapy, and he's, like, I don't need therapy, and she's, like, but, but it seems like maybe you do. I go to therapy, and it's great. And he's like, I'm not into it. And she's like, okay, maybe we should go to couples counseling because we have issues. And he's like, is this some bullshit thing where you try to get me to go to couples counseling and then it turns out to be all about my nightmares? And she's like, yes. But also, (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't it be so helpful if we did the couples counseling thing early and could have, like, the healthiest relationship ever? And he's like, I'll think about it. And she's like, you're right. This isn't a real relationship. Just kidding. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so, because I was literally just thinking about that, that difference of, like, exclusive roommates with benefits versus, like... A committed relationship. That line between exclusive and committed is Mm -hmm. weird. It is weird. Because for all intents and purposes, it's kind of the same thing. You're just, like... The behavior is the same. The behavior is the same. You're just pretending that you're allowing yourself more emotional distance. Right. That, But I'm like, no, here's the thing. It's still going to hurt if it ends. Right. Like, there's – if if it is from a self-preservation standpoint that you are saying you are exclusive but not committed, 
it doesn't change that it's going to hurt. And that's definitely what it is for her. And she's, like, pretty clear about that, that, Mm -hmm. like, she never wants to get married again. Like, she's not into that stuff. She just, you know, she didn't have sex for, like, a year because she was in a coma and then coming, like, doing a bunch of rehab Mm -hmm. for it. And, you know, she likes him. She trusts him. And he's hot. So, you know, that's, like, her attitude towards the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, then they bang again. This is much more of, like, a true solidifying fuck situation. Like, it's it was a little bit before, but now it's, like, for real, for real, because he's so vulnerable in that moment. So then, a little while later, her ex shows up again. So, oh, I forgot. At one point, the, um, the former best friend also shows up at the tattoo shop, And it looks awful and is clearly struggling. And she's Mm. like, you can't work at another place. You never resigned from the hotel. And she's like, um. I I quit. I I was in a coma for seven months and you replaced me. (laughs) Wasn't aware that I needed to put in a notice for you. And she's like, but you could come back. Like, you could come back to work. And she's like, no. No, I couldn't. You are a dumb skank. I never want to see you again. She doesn't actually say that, but, like, that's the energy. Yeah. Um, And so, like, these people just keep showing up. So then after all this stuff, the ex shows up again, and he's like, I made a mistake. Like, Celia was a mistake. I'm so sorry. Like, Mm. I never should have divorced you, like, or agreed to the divorce. I never should have done it. Um, I'm so miserable without you. And she's like, once again, everything is about you. Like, I'm fine. Go away. And Leif shows up, and she's like, I've got it. Like, leave it. I've got it. And Mm -hmm. she's, like, telling her ex off. And Leif, of course, does not leave it. And (laughs) they get into a fist fight. And she is mad. She is mad. Because as they're fist fighting, her ex, like, pushes her down. And, like, it's, like, a whole thing. So he's like, I'm sorry. I should have listened to you. You told me you had it. And he's like banged up. But he's like, let me check you. Like, because you you fell. And so then, of course, he uses that to check her ass. And then they bang again. Um, <laughs> he's like, I am, in fact, a renowned derriere doctor. Please allow me. Like, he's such a cornball. It's it feels cute. like we're losing a little bit of the plot. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, we're just we're just looking for the sex here. Well, that's what that's what it is at this point. There's like mm. a splash of plot and then they bang. A splash of plot and then they Got bang. It. So like that is the energy it's giving. Yeah. Um, but there's also he's such a cornball, like it's really adorable. Like he refuses to refer to her ex by his name. He just calls him a cock splash over and over again, which a I found funny. Cock a cock splash. <laughs> which I found very amusing. Um so then He very clearly, after they have sex, after the fight, he's, like, about to say, he's, like, looking deeply into her eyes. And he's like, Anna, I want to tell you. And she's like, dinner. What should we have for dinner? And he's like, hmm, dinner? And she's like, you're right. Your face is really banged up. Let me get you some ice. And it's just really, really awkward. Because he very Mm. clearly was about to declare some feelings, and she was not into it. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to – I just need some – I just need some time by myself. Mm-hmm. Today's been a big day. I'm just going to go to bed. And so they don't talk again 
all night and all the next day, really. And she's kind of starting to freak out. And she's like, I need to go talk to him. Like, I really need to go talk to him. So as she's getting ready to leave the house, a guy shows up at the door, this like old guy who's very clearly high. And he's like, do you know me? And she's like, no. no. And he's like, pay attention. Look at me. Do you know me? And she's like, no, I don't. And then after a couple minutes, she's like, oh, I do recognize him. He's been, he was like at the cafe where my mom and I had lunch. He was, I think he might've been the same guy that was parked across the street from the house yesterday. Like I do recognize him, but I don't know from where. And then he like pulls his shirt up and shows her a gun. And he's like, just remember that you don't know me. And she's like, what? What? what right like a hard left how did we get here and she's like i remember feeling that way about repeat right where it just like it just like suddenly happened at the end yes and you're like oh we went from six to midnight so fast right like everybody's fucking getting stabbed and shot and shit how did we get here yes so she's like convinced she's about to die she's like obviously he's gonna kill me and i never got to tell Leif that i love him and, like, what's going to happen to my mom? Like, she's doing all those, like, mm-hmm. final moments thoughts. But then the guy, like, gets in the car and turns around. So she, like, runs to the window to get a look at the car and sees that the front end is a little smashed up. It's and the it's, guy who hit her. It's the guy who hit her. She, like, puts it all together. And she's about to run out to look at the license plate. And then she's like, no, dummy. There are cameras out there. Remember? Don't go outside. The guy has a gun. She's, like, smart. I'm having a good moment where I'm listening to myself and not getting shot. Um, There was a TikTok a long time ago that made me die laughing where this girl was talking about. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know what I really learned from black TikTok? She's like, is that Caucasian curiosity will get you killed. Real quick. And she's like, what is it with the false bravado of us white people out here who, like, you hear a sound in the woods and you're like, I should go investigate. And they're like, no, you shouldn't. You should absolutely not investigate. Mind your own business. Like, your Caucasian curiosity will get you killed. It will. And that's where she's like, oh, maybe my Caucasian curiosity should not be my true north in this moment. Correct. Yeah. What it does do for her, she doesn't she doesn't run out. She calls the cops. The cops show up. They're investigating. And Leif shows up, like, busts in the door. And he's like, baby, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you, t- like, what? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I texted you. And he said, you mean the text where you said we should talk soonish? That text? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, the only reason I know is because your mother called me and told me to get home ASAP. So here I fucking am. What the hell is going on? And so she's like, I just wanted to tell you, like, I'm so sorry about last night. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. That was really weird. And I love you. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he, she's like, what? I can admit when I'm wrong. And he's like, no, no, the second thing, what the fuck? And she's like, oh yeah, I love you. And he's like, Okay, I love you too. So, is that the end of the book? Just about. So then <laughs> she's like, I'll feel better when they arrest the guy because they knew who he is. So they go out and grab him. They arrest him. Um, and then um, they both declare their love. Very sweet. And then in the epilogue, this is so she woke up on Valentine's Day. 
So this is Valentine's Day a year later. Mm -hmm. And um, she has, like, decorated the whole apartment with, like, rose petals. It's very romantic. She's, again, done her hair and makeup and put on a fancy dress waiting for Leif to get home. And when he does, he's like, what? Did I forget it? Did I forget something? Like, what? An anniversary or something or like what is happening right now and she's like I just wanted to I just wanted to look nice and he's like okay like what is happening right now this feels like a trick and it is because she like gets him champagne and stuff like that and then she's, she's like pregnant no no oh. she's like hey so um I called your mom today um because I love you so much and um asked for your for your hand and for her permission and blessing um, to propose. So do you want to get married? And he's like, what? What? Right. He's like, baby, you you told me you don't ever want to get married again. And she's like, I know, but I changed my mind. And he's like, are you sure you're not doing this like just to make me happy? And then she starts freaking out like, mm. oh, no, he didn't really want to get married. Um, and she's like, he's like, why do you, why is your face doing that? Like, why are you so anxious right now? And she's like, cool, because you haven't said yes. And he's like, well, obviously the answer is yes. I just want to make sure that like this is really what you want because mm. I'm just happy being with you however I can. And she's like, this is what I want. And then they agreed to get married and that's it. That's the end. So question about the dude who hit her. Yeah. Who was stalking her. Apparently. But, like, there was no other mention of him throughout the book where it's, like, not like she's, like, mm -hmm. not that threat of, like, oh, that guy looks vaguely familiar. I thought I saw him when I was out with my mom at lunch. Like, there's no. So she's at lunch with her mom, and she's, like, oh, that guy looks like he's checking out my mom. Good for her. Like, there was that mm. moment, and then there was, like, um, that car parked across the street from the apartment's weird. Huh. But, like, it was not a full thing of, like. Okay. Like, I see that guy. That guy's giving me weird energy or, okay. like, none of that. It's, so, like, really not a trail to follow. No. Not especially. No. It sounds cute. It was cute. It was cute. Leif's really cute. Like, his energy is adorable. Their interactions are very sweet. Um, yeah. It's a cute read. And the story is something else. Because, like, what? That story went on some journeys. Yeah. Yeah. It both feels like a lot happened and not a lot happened. That's how I felt when I was outlining yeah. it. So, like, we talked about before we started recording today. I was like, I don't know how this review is going to be. Because, like, I remember enjoying the book. But then when I went to outline it, I was like, there's not, like, a lot here. But. Mm. What are we using as our rating? Hmm. I don't know. Comas doesn't feel like it would be appropriate. <laughs> Twilight books. Those are some long books. They are some long books. Yeah. Those are not sure. So are we, is Edward Cullen... <laughs> Edward Cullen. How many Edward Cullens? Mm. How many Bella Swans? Mm. Let's do Edwards. Why not? Because Ed. Oh, Ed yeah. from, from the first book. Yeah. From, Brother Ed. From repeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, Let's I, do Edwards. Okay. So Edward Cullens. Um, I would give it like 
I'm going to say 7 out of 10 because it was an enjoyable read, but there are definitely some plot holes in it that are like, mm. um, what? But With the number of plot holes, 7 is generous. Higher than I expected. I assumed you were going to go like 5.5 or 6 out of 10 if we were going with a 10. I was thinking 6.5 and, and round it up. Because I it, yeah. it was enjoyable, but there were some moments where you're like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, mm. I think we can say six and a half. We'll say six and a half. You can have half of a glittery vampire. Mm. It's fine. Top half. Bottom half? Top half. Left half. <laughs> Left half. Fair enough. I'm going to do straight, straight vertical center. Yeah. You get it. I do. Yeah. So six and a half. Sparkly Edward Cullens. Mm-hmm, Edward mm-hmm. Cullens in the summertime. <laughs> yes, standing in the sun. Standing in the sun. Um, let us know how many summertime Edward Cullens <laughs> you would rate this book if you've read it, or how many you would rate it from just listening to Hannah's review of it. Yeah. Um, but thanks for going on this journey with us. And don't forget to like and subscribe and Leave those five-star reviews because those increase our viewability in search algorithms. Mm-hmm. You know. And we've had questions about uh, if you can make recommendations. Absolutely. Hit us up on any social media with any recommendations for what you want us to review. Yes. And I will pass all of those to Hannah. <laughs> if, if it's a train wreck, I'll pass it to Hannah. If you're like, it's actually my favorite <laughs> book, I'll read it. <laughs> okay. Listen. I got one of our last recommendations. Yeah, you did. It was bad. And I read it's it and time. I was like, I need to not take one for the team next time. It's I my need turn. to share the wealth with Hannah. You're right. It's my turn. So I wasn't just trying to be <laughs> shitty and be like, give the bad books to Hannah. But I just like needed a break. That's totally understandable. I got it. Yeah. So if there's anything in particular you want me to review, please feel free. Recommend. Share with us. I'm We'd not a snob. Oh, I know you're not. I, <laughs> I just need everyone else to know I'm not a Like, I will still... I'll read other things. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I just really felt like that needed to be clarified. Okay. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, Smut Sluts. Bye, y'all. Well, that's it for this week's Smut Sluts. We hope it was good for you because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, It would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.